Okay, so first of all, for context, for those that are listening, I think it's the month of August that you're listening to. So this is the last month. This is the 4th of July. So 4th of July just happened. I got it. And I just, I just have to tell you, like, there's some things like you have your coworkers. You and I work together all the time. So you are surrounded by women all the time, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And uh, a lot of touchy-feely things in your life a lot, correct? So... I, I love with the context used to be an engineer right surrounded right. by like and then are surrounded by analysts and all <laughs> yes. working with all men so like big it was like shift a big for shift, me. Right. I'm still trying right. to adjust so he so, so for listeners he throws out these funny things like sometimes where he's just like today I need go home chop wood that's how it feels you know what I mean like you're not but you're <laughs> Steve like, is now a caveman <laughs> I like how that's how it comes across and meanwhile, all my guy friends think that I'm like the like squishiest, like they can't relate to me. Well, first of all, just... anyone who has to declare it, you know, I think is also the problem there. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you're I just like. I don't fit in anywhere, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I, when you have like a manly, a real manly thing coming up, you yeah. love to like end the day and say, hey guys, here's what I'm doing tonight or this weekend, right? Chopping wood. So it cracks me up. So chopping wood does come. And you actually like had a chopper, like where you just put the wood in it. Just stop. Right? Just okay. don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> several times okay well i just saw you slip into that like moment again on the 4th of july okay where so we had you we, we you were the co-host I don't even know where this you were the headed. co-host and we had this whole fireworks it was wonderful wonderful they did a great job joe they like wet the whole grass you know they did all safe things because you're very safe you know like there were many kids and then present. everybody left everybody left except for like me and you and like Four other people where we completely just kept talking and uh-huh. hanging out together. Uh-huh. And as we're talking, like a fire oh. ignites. <laughs> like way at the bottom of the hill where the fireworks were. A new, like they already like closed shop. You know what I mean? Fireworks have been done for like an hour. An hour. And all of a sudden. And we both look. <laughs> they all lit on fire. And yeah. like, I'm thinking to myself, first of all, like you like saved a family. Mm. I mean, like mm. he mm-hmm. he ran down there. He got that hose, and he was like, Murr. he got the fire out that could have like burnt down the whole neighborhood. Because if we had left Joe, we they would have all been asleep. So this was <laughs> a really I could see it, I could yeah. see this about right. <laughs> yes, let's get a, a fake applause, please. He completely <laughs> loved like that moment though. That was one of those moments where you're like, moment to save, oh, Bran, yeah. get hose. Look at me, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, and for all for all the guys out there, so afraid great. to admit it, I will admit it for you. Yeah, that we all plan these moments where we can feel <laughs> right. super manly. <laughs> and it was great to watch. I it was fun watching you have so much fun. Yeah, running to get the hose. That was fun. So thanks for saving the family. You're welcome. Yeah, I have a shout out. It's interesting when we have a client come to us uh-uh. and we know their big goals. Like they're like, in six months, I want to get here or mm-hmm. in three months. So we as coaches, while we stay present with them in the moment, you know how it is. A session can get caught up in the day to day and we they lose focus of the like big picture. And it's yeah. our job to kind of help them remind them of the big picture. Well, it's also important to really listen. And I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my clients on both sides where she wanted, she actually came in and said, let's work towards her goals. But she kept saying over and over and over again, I'm going out of town on vacation mm. on Friday. I'm leaving out of yeah. town on vacation. And I saw this huge sense of overwhelm. <laughs> and I just wanted to share for those of you who are getting ready to go out of town. Sometimes that's the perfect moment to not think about your big goals, mm-hmm. but to think what are the top things that you need to do to go out of town successfully on Friday? Yeah. So we used our coaching session 
And then, you know, it's that thing I've mentioned to you before where you feel like you have 5,000 things. Yep. And there was, what did I, I think I told you there was like, four, Oh, there's like four or five, four yeah. or five. And they were all tangible things that she could absolutely do. Yeah. So when we slowed down and thought these are the, like the big picture can wait, girl, you're going mm-hmm. on vacation. Yeah. What are the four or five things that need to get done? And I just wanted to give a shout out to, well, actually to her for uh-huh. going there with me. And then for just those that are listening to remember to, that that's sometimes really what is the bigger need. Okay. I have a similar shout out. Okay. Um, and this person was, here was like the tagline we, that we walked away with was, um, it's okay to prioritize and do what I need to do for my, my own well being. Mm. And it was funny because mm-hmm. he started out with this, like, yeah, it's okay. Basically he's, he got way too much going on. And then his one day off, he like packed it full of entertaining friends and, you know, like, totally like hurting himself. And so he kind of had this realization like, yeah, yeah, like it's okay to say no to some stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was still laden with guilt and shame. It was still this like, I mean, that's, that's not great. Like that's, that's probably. It doesn't feel as exciting. Well, it was, it was kind of like a, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not really giving it my all, but I guess it's okay. Okay, I guess it's okay (laughs) to prioritize myself. And where we ended up was this shift of like, what if the mindset was like, no, it's actually awesome, awesome. to prioritize yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, not a shameful like, well, I guess I got to do this. Right. And that little shift was all the difference because yeah. um, mm-hmm. he, he's kind of like created space for himself, created prioritization in his work, but then he botches it mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was another similar type of shout out. Yeah. So I have a personality grape. Can I go there? Mm hmm. So this one is frustrating and I'm actually going to throw my own husband under the bus because he doesn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) But it's an, it's, it is an introvert extrovert thing. Uh And we talked about it afterwards, but man, it can be a tough one. And this was what it was, is I was on the phone with my son Uh and we, and we were walking together, Adam and I were walking together and he, he was talking through the move. He's my son just got a new job and he's thinking about where he should live in his apartment and we were just talking. You know where I'm going here. And I saw Adam just getting so panicked. Uh-huh. And then I put it on speaker and I, I tried to involve him. At first, I thought maybe he was irritated that I wasn't bringing him into the conversation. Yeah. But then what happened was, which is what often happens with personalities, we were just walking and talking. My son and I were just talking. But my very introverted husband feels like talking is deciding. You were externally processing, oh, God. which since he doesn't do that, no, was confusing him because he would only say these things if it was already processed through internally and decided. Most likely, yes, right. Or it would be much more or less like all over the place. And we were yeah. all over the we were all over the place, but we were just thinking through: should we cosign? Should we not? And all of a sudden, he heard cosign. He was like, "We haven't talked about this." It was more like, "What are our options?" Yeah. Of course, we talked about it, but that's a. I'm really not as much throwing my husband under the bus because he knows this about himself, and we talked about it. And, uh, reined them in. Yeah. But in general, with personality types at work, this is such a hard one. It's one of the biggest sources of dysfunction and conflict. Yep. And it happens, even if you're aware of it, it happens all the time. We're always teaching teams like, here's the, the trick though. The solution is so simple. It's just hard to do it. Like the extroverts have to say, I'm just processing. Right. This isn't they decided. Mm-hmm. And the introverts have to say, hey, I'm processing and here's what I'm processing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That right. solves it. It's just so yeah. hard to do it regularly because it's so against our nature. It is. Yeah. So that's it. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would like to talk a little about sticky notes. (laughs) I'm in. I'm, I'm They're here for really, it. really important, <laughs> yeah. actually. But first of all, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I should have done my research ahead of time, but I feel like this is going to age me. But there is a movie about these two girls who go back for their reunion. Remember in the '80s, and it's it's actually the girl from Friends who's uh, the airhead. Come on, the Rachel. No, not Rachel. Not Phoebe. Phoebe. Yes. Yeah, so Phoebe's in the movie. You guys never saw this, and they go I, back to their family reunion. Okay. They. Want I don't so have badly. enough information yet. <laughs> Sorry. They want to come across like like they're important and they okay. aren't. They haven't done anything with their lives. It's okay. just there. So they show up and they say that they invented the post-it note. Uh, uh, nice. I've not seen that, but I very love the funny. premise. Very, very funny. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so sticky notes. I want to talk a little bit about my sticky note journey with mm. myself and mm. COVID. Are you in? <laughs> oh. Shut up. Okay. So here's the deal. With COVID, the one thing that shifted a big at first was that we were by ourselves mm-hmm. a lot. And the big thing that shifted for me as a speaker was, you know, we had to learn to speak virtually. Uh, yeah. And I hadn't really done a ton of that uh-huh. yet. I had done some training for that, you know, and some, but it was very unpopular, remember? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I noticed was as I was beginning to be a speaker and be hired to be a speaker, working with teams and things like that. That one of my areas that I was really struggling with was, uh, no surprise to you who works with me, is talking too fast. Yeah, because one of your nerves things is like speeding up. Yeah, I speed up when I get or, or just like filling the gap with words. Completely. Yeah. So, Do you want me to go on? I yeah, have more I, examples. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we might have even talked about it, mm-hmm. but I was even feeling it. Like yeah. I was feeling. And virtually that just. In fact, with virtual, you actually have to slow down. Right, right. Because people have so much that they're trying to take in and you can't just, in person, you can get away with a little bit. But man, I noticed that it was just going right over people's heads. So I decided to write myself a sticky note uh-huh. and put it on the computer. And it said, slow down and be present. That was my post-it note. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to try this. Uh-huh. So what's interesting is you were on the the training with me, but you were just mostly observing. Uh-huh. And I think Jacqueline was as well. And afterwards, you know how we always kind of get together and we're like, fist pump each other, whether or not, or we go boo if it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you fist pumped me and was you were like, I don't know what was different about that one, but it was so much, you were in such, it was so much more in control. Yeah. I do remember it now. Yeah. yeah. And first of all, we have a great, um, one of the things I love about our culture at Greenhouse is we do real-time feedback. Yeah, so. yeah. It was right away. <laughs> so I think you had told me several times uh-huh. before, it's too fast. <laughs> well, so I really took that. I was so excited. And then as we moved forward, by the way, you sometimes would still observe and have times where you would say, did you not Did you not do the sticky note today? That's right. Yeah. Remember? And I'd be this like, is like taking me back. Yeah. Yes. So it was like way, it was all our learning journey. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, I forgot. You You actually would notice yeah. when and when I did not put the sticky note up. That's right. Yeah. Because the sticky note was like this, um, it was your little coach in the it moment. It was my coach. And, you, and you'd see it and, and adjust. Yes. And yeah, because I know you so well, like I could notice that. Yep. Audience probably wasn't noticing as much. But right. it was, yeah, it was noticeable when you were um, rushing out of the nerve or mm-hmm. the like verses for impact strategically. Absolutely. And And then slowing down because you have a really good way of speaking where you kind of will speed up and slow down strategically right. to make an impact. Right. And um, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny because after that, I'm not sure where you're going with this, but that became a major coaching topic. I bet those listening are also feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like, I'm not sure why I'm listening to this, but I'm still very intrigued. They're like still holding on. <laughs> they are. Please hold on. Well, it became a big coaching topic. It did. It did. And so that's actually where yeah. I'm landing is since it worked for me, I started bringing it, in, bringing it into my coaching, mm-hmm. you know, tools as one of the things, because what people would say to me is sometimes, sometimes it wasn't about facilitating for me. It was, although I did have a lot of people who were about to do something virtual and I would, I would say, all right, try this trick and the feedback. But afterwards was like, wow, that helped me so much. Now let's take it into like, let's widen the scope a bit. If we widen the scope, what I've also worked with people now is, you know how it is. We try to change 5,000 things, nothing changes. Yeah. And I know those listening are like, yes, we know that. But what are some tactical things that we can do to find that one thing to make one small change? Yeah. So really what I'm asking today is for people to walk away thinking, is there a sticky note that you need to write for yourself Yeah. to get you to focus on just that thing? Mm-hmm. And wherever you hang it is is totally fine. Yeah. It's finally, but it's a, it's this reminder to you that the habits in our life cannot change. They cannot change from just one sticky note. So it's going to take time. The other night we were at the pool for my daughter's um, swim meet, and me and Ashley had a mini like fun coaching session. We try to stay away from this, but I think we both wanted to to go for it uh, around an area of nerves she had before going into. Um, working with clients. Mm-hmm. And it was that she realized before going into a client session, sometimes she's like real worked up in the morning and nervous um, because she just doesn't know how it's going to go. And I don't know, there's a whole bunch yeah. of things that could cause the nerves. And so we worked on a sticky note strategy. I love it. Of finding what was that one thing. And for, mm-hmm. of course, in this scenario, it was like a mindset shift. And what she found was a mindset that was like, I am good at this. Yep. And it is going to help them. Because I think that's where a lot of the doubts would creep in. Yeah, doubts is a whole other thing. You totally led me to where I was actually headed, (laughs) which was that sometimes it's habits and sometimes it's mindset. Mm. And as I've been working out, what we've had COVID now, it's what, three, three years. How long has it? Wow. Three years? Yeah, about three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has become a big actual coaching practice now is that... When people, I'm going to give, I'm going to throw some examples out for some people who are like, that's one. Uh I am good enough is like, or I'm good. Mm. Or I know it sounds so silly, but some people will just be like, I'm smart enough. Uh Remember when I was coaching this one client who had worked somewhere for 25 years Yeah, and all of a sudden she was redeployed. I talk about confidence, Mm -hmm. like just in, it just blew up inside of her. And so one of her sticky notes was reminding her that she was smart and capable. Yeah. Because as she was starting to talk to new jobs, you know, opportunities, uh-huh. that smart and capable was just somewhere deep buried inside yeah. again. And and she was doubting everything that was coming out of her mouth. Yeah. So or, you know, there's a almost flip side one that comes up a lot, uh, especially for men around um, there's different phrases, but the sticky note might be like, uh, you don't need to say the answer mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. slow down and focus on the person. Yep. Like you don't have to always have the solution because there's a feeling, especially in meetings mm-hmm. of like, I got to show face and show that I know something, Yeah. but actually you drive, you drive people away mm-hmm. by doing that too much. Yeah. So I think the key is when people are listening is you and I both know that we coach people all the time and we'll give them like a statement or a word 
or something and they'll go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, they're super excited. But what I'm challenging people to to do is to take it past the thought in the head because I don't know. There's something powerful about writing it down and having it in front of you. Yeah. So if you're like, well, this seems so simple. It lives in my head and I do this. It's just one notch more powerful when you get it out of your head. Yeah. And then <laughs> what it actually drives me nuts, but it's kind of funny. What happens, especially in companies, is everyone's like, yeah, that thing didn't work. So what's the next flavor of the month? Who's the next consultant we can bring in? And they just like try, 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 right. try, try, and nothing ever takes. Well, it's because you only had the idea and then moved on with your busy day. Absolutely. Like what happens in a coaching session and why it's so worth all the money it costs is because after you have the light bulb moment, I ask you like 26 freaking more questions to help you actually make sure that it that it takes root. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like all this stuff that's like, oh, yeah. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. I know that's like not actually going to happen and you're solving for that. Yep. So (laughs) so I like that the post-it note is kind of a hack for all Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You could do it for yourself and mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not always like bulletproof, mm-hmm. but it is really effective. It helps. It does. This one's going to, I'm going to give some more examples here. This uh-huh. one's going to crack you up because you know, we hear it a ton. Mm-hmm. So I will be working with people. And when I gain that trust, I sometimes will say, can I call out something that I'm observing while we're talking? And you know that a lot of people say kinda and maybe mm-hmm. a whole bunch. They say, well, I'm kind of thinking and maybe, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, and all of a sudden, everything they did just said, they kind of took back with their language. A lot of people do this yeah. and they're like leaders. Yeah. They end the sentence with, I don't know, maybe kind of, I don't know. As a way to kind of collaborate and like not be yes. uh, authoritarian or they end it with, right? right? That one drives you crazy, but they're not really asking. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> right. So, it, so both let's are just say like, right was yours. Uh-huh. You would write down, stop saying right. Uh-huh. Stop saying right. If it was kind of and maybe just write down the words, no more kind of and maybe, or just the words kind of and maybe I know. with a line through it. I have it for this podcast. I read it before every session because I have noticed I'm saying like a lot. And my post-it note is uh, to, to pay attention to that. To pay attention to that. And by the way, the kind of and maybe, in all fairness, I like to talk about people like the motivation. I recognize that people are trying exactly like what you said. They're trying to not be so, yeah. I said this, but it's also not working with kind of and maybe. It's yeah. it's really not making you look sure of what you're saying. Yeah, the the correction needs to be more in the tone Ex- than absolutely. in adding words like that. Absolutely. And yeah. that is, yeah, that's a... Wow, that's a whole yeah. topic right there. <laughs> the next one that I wrote as an example is say something and shut up. Mm. <laughs> By the way, this is one of my most popular ones because so many people, Joe, did you just raise your hand? <laughs> yeah, you've coached me on that. <laughs> when does it show up for you? Here in the studio. Mm, that's like right. We're talking about something and it's the same thing you're saying that I don't know or you don't want to sound like author- authoritarian or anything. And so you keep talking and just say it. Right. So you'll direct us. You're the producer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. And you'll give mm-hmm. us a boom. But then you're like, oh, I want to make sure that didn't sound and so boom. And then you boom. try to like make a soft landing. Like, and there's a whole bunch of words afterwards where he could have just landed on the boom. Yeah. That's or all marriage, we needed. Which I feel like so many topics come back to marriage. Yeah, also. they really do. Yeah. Just say something. Well, let me clarify because this, yeah. I think some people could be hearing this wrong. So the point is, say, make the point and put a period at the end of it exactly. and stop talking. That's what it means. Because when you add the buffer filler stuff at the end, it uh, diminishes the power of the point you made. Yes. So it's not about shutting up because you're talking too much or something. Right. It's about like <laughs> make points. the point stronger. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they over explain. So yeah. that one is a huge one that a lot of people have all the sticky note. Um, was another one is just don't question myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just feel that every time they say something that self-doubt is coming in. This one's next one is an example of when people are interviewing because we get this desperation to be hired. And I sometimes will have people say, you're okay, even if they don't want you. Or I'm okay if they don't, even if they don't want me. The point is to be internally okay, regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could go on and on. I'm just going to the last three is you are qualified. This one's great. Remember when we were even doing training in Atlanta? This one called Ask One More Question was probably one of the most popular sticky note ideas that people wanted to do. Yeah. Because what happens in a meeting is we have this tendency to just interject, 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 and say all these things. Instead, why not pause and ask another question about what you've just said? Because now I'm leaning into more curiosity. And also that person might not be done. Yeah, It's a tone thing too. And it's Uh, ironically an influence thing. So you're interjecting with your awesome point in order to influence, but actually what you do is piss everyone off that you just like stepped on. Yeah. So asking one more question is helpful for the conversation and the meeting. And it's honestly even helpful for you to like gain that kind of trust mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, it is. You know that I have a few clients who have come to me specifically for the fact of how they're coming across in meetings. Yeah. And I have this one client who just, she's so smart and capable. She has 5,000 great ideas, but they are good. But she says them in the wrong place, the wrong time. And people end up frustrated. Yeah. So this yeah. one skill of asking one more question has just made her slow down and lean into curiosity. So ask one more question. And then I wrote smile. Yeah. Sometimes people do just don't smile in between their thoughts. They get into like this mode of just throw, I always say like, it's like throw up all your words, just get them all out there with, and then you're like, oh, I yeah. did it. Instead, learn to smile. So I'll shut up with my prompts. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line Joe's is so smiley over oh, there. I know he is. There's one more. I'm so sorry. Tell me more is another prompt. Learning to use tell me more. When people say something, say tell me more and you lean more into curiosity. That's another great sticky note. So maybe one of these sticky notes today stands out to you. Mm-hmm. But my the bottom line is think about how do I prompt myself to actually make one change? And then ask yourself, what does my sticky note need to be? What does your sticky note need to be? 